Welcome to 10 to Bible Podcast, where each week we discuss one passage from Scripture. I'm Kevin. And I am Nathan. Our goal is to provide a weekly dose of tending our faith and to encourage others to tend their faith as we live into the way of Jesus. This week we will be reading Romans, the 13th chapter, verses 11 through 14. Kevin, you want to say a couple of things about uh, the letter to the Romans? Yeah, just um, so people know where it comes from. Uh, the context of this reading, Romans is a letter, the first major letter in the Bible, in the New Testament, written by the Apostle Paul to the Christian community at Rome. This is Paul's voice uh, talking to his fellow Christians in Rome. And the translation we're using this week is the New Revised Standard Version. That's the version that Nathan and I and in our congregations use in worship. But you will hear us reading from a variety of translations throughout this podcast. If you are interested in following along or reading different translations of the same passage yourself, you can find many passages at BibleGateway.com. You can search for the reading and then pick which translation you'd like to read it in. And there's lots of other apps, or you can even go to a bookstore and buy yourself a Bible if you don't have one. So <laughs> lots of different um, translations out there. As we talked cool. about, um, we will be using three questions to guide us uh, each week in our conversation. And so just a reminder, those first two questions will always be the same. So that first question is, what word or phrase or image strikes you in this text? And the second question is, toward what is God calling you in this text? And then the third question every week will be a little different uh, as Kevin or, or I, one of us or both of us, will look at the, the passage and come up with a third question that kind of looks specifically at that text. And so this week's questions with the, the reading from Romans is, what would it look like for you to wake from sleep. Here is our disclaimer about our demographics. Any discussion that follows uh, comes from the perspective of Kevin and Nathan, who are middle-aged cishet white guys born and raised in Western Pennsylvania. And we hope that your conversation comes from your perspective and goes in different directions than ours. So we'll get started with our first reading from the letter to the Romans from Paul to the people of Rome who were gathered in congregation on the 13th chapter, verses 11 to 14. Besides this, you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far away. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. If you are meeting with a group and would like to engage the questions on your own, you can pause the podcast now to read the text and engage those questions together. So Nathan, what word, phrase, or image strikes you in this text? Um, time. Time, the word time struck me um, when I first read this text. And 
some of it is that I've come out of a very busy season um, at camp. Um, and so I would like time to recover. (laughs) 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 Um, but that piece of time, um, well, I'm going to get into it more, but, but time would be the word or phrase that kind of stuck out to me. It, it, it had my head running with all, in all kinds of directions. As soon as I heard it, you know, I went down a bunny trail on, on, Ooh, time, boy, it'd be nice to have some of that. Um, but then I, you know, so so that I would say that was the word that kind of popped into my head and it gave me all kinds of images. Um, but what was your, what was your word phrase or image? Salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. Hmm. I think for me, um, I hear, I hear in that phrase, not that we are moving closer to salvation, although maybe Paul is saying that, uh, but that salvation is on the move toward us. And mm-hmm. that really intrigues me. Um, I, I feel like if if I were the Apostle Paul and I was writing this and I wanted to talk about our forward motion, I would say we are nearer to salvation now than when we first became believers. But Paul specifically says salvation is nearer to us. Um, and that makes salvation sound like the active participant in this relationship to me so hmm well and and so i to be to be fair um your phrase is my number two which is which was funny that you that you said that but um so i'm going to stay with number one first and then i will eventually move to number two but um okay like for me that that idea of like why were we asleep like that was like the second question that came into my head after there was time. And I mm. kind of thought, well, mm. why, why were we asleep? Um, you know, if we're waking from sleep, why did we lay down? And then of course I went into all kinds of thoughts of, well, what kind of sleep was it? Was it one of those short naps that you feel you wake up refreshed from, or is it one of those long naps that I'm always groggy after? And I feel like I've just ruined my day by taking the nap um, because I don't feel like I can ever get enough energy back to get back doing things. And then of course, then that said, well, maybe I'm getting up at the beginning of a day and it was a good night's sleep. And so, um, so like that, that's one of the questions for me is like, what kind of a sleep am I waking up from? Cause if it's a good night's sleep, then I'm feeling okay. I'm ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But it also, because of some of the other conversations I've been in, in the last week or so, it also made me think, well, if I was sleeping, that must mean I was on autopilot. Oh, uh. Yeah. And so that idea yeah. of, so, so what was, on, was everything on, auto, on autopilot was my faith on autopilot. And then I'm really curious then how long was I asleep for? Like, uh, yeah. Are we talking years? Yeah. Are we talking an afternoon? Um, and so that, that the piece for me of time was the thing that kind of got me and, and had me running on this bunny trail down um, in well, boy, that could say all kinds of things. You know, am I waking up groggy, having been on autopilot in my faith? And and what does that mean in our world today? Because I've had some of these other conversations in other places, you know, what does that mean for us? Um, or what does it mean for me? Is my, is my faith on autopilot? Um, has it been the whole duration of the pandemic that my faith has mm. been on autopilot? Mm. Um, mm. So those were some of the, the bunny trails that, that took me um 
when I when I saw faith and that I needed to wake up um, in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, uh, listening to your reflection, I wonder if you mentioned earlier that you feel like you're reclaiming time after a busy season Hmm. and if reclaiming time is related to that idea of being on autopilot that, um, no, that there, there, when we feel like we have less time, uh, that we maybe feel like we're on autopilot going through all the motions, checking all the things off the boxes or checking all the boxes off the list. And then, um, when we wake life is somehow different. But I think I think some of this discussion that we're having right now might be discussion for the third question. <laughs> it's that's the one thing I find about this kind of Bible discussion is that it's whoa, it's easy to take that first question and like go down all kinds of rabbit holes and sure. then you end up answering all the questions before you even ask them. So sure. All right. So why don't so we why don't you read the text again and we'll read question number two. Sounds good. Okay. From Paul's letter to the Romans. Besides this, you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far away. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So the question, number two, toward Toward what is God calling you in this text? And for me, again, I I picked up where you had picked up as your word or phrase. For me, it was that idea that salvation is nearer to us Mm -hmm. now than when we became believers. And of course, out of that grew a question of, me being me, well, what did I do to get closer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how do I? Keep I like doing I it? like your interpretation a little bit better in that idea that salvation is the one drawing nearer to us. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That it that it is that it is God that who is is doing the the approaching, as mm. opposed to. Yeah. Um, I did something right, or I yeah. checked a bunch of things off my list. <laughs> kind of a thing to get yeah. to get closer. Yeah. Yeah, I I um that makes me think of an image that I have used previously in talking about scripture. And I, I really should keep track of all of the different texts that I think of this image when I'm reading. Um but it's the image of lightning. And I don't know if you've ever seen very slow time lapse photography of lightning. Uh but you see you see these reachers coming down from the sky and you also see reachers coming up from the ground. And Mm. it's almost like the, the, the electrical current in the lightning looks for the, the easiest path to make the connection. And that's when the lightning strike happens, the connection from sky to ground. And when I think about this, I, I think of that image because salvation is, reaching out toward us or God is reaching out toward us in salvation and looking for the, the easiest path or the, or maybe I shouldn't say easiest path, the path, the path of least resistance. So that, so that the ones who are looking for salvation, I think 
get that lightning strike or that hmm. that somehow there's a there's a connection made there between i mean i don't want to say between heaven and earth but i think that that is part of it yeah um yeah. that that connection is made and so i i i see i think of that image again of of people like the community at rome that paul is writing to who are looking for this way to live and god is reaching out to them and saying this is the way to live nice I think, right. um, so for me to answer the question toward what yep. is God calling you in this text, uh, salvation is the quick answer, <laughs> but what does that mean? Um, and I think it's related to what we hear in the, um, in the last two verses of this reading for me, um, let us live honorably as in the day. And I think that means the day of salvation. God so, but, is, but but dig in that salvation is a churchy word. Um, yeah. Okay. So so dig into salvation a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about salvation. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that question. Yeah. When I think of salvation, I'm thinking about God drawing us into the way of life that God has made for us. I I think about. I don't. I don't think about a. A, a kind of a place. I don't think about a place. I don't think about a, a, a seat in heaven or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think of salvation as God inviting us into the way that God gives us life and gives everyone life. And so when we are called into salvation, just an aside, um, for me, it's the the question of eternal life is also enters in here. Um, and a lot of times eternal life, when people say that they think about life after this world, but if eternal life is really eternal, then that life exists in this world as well. And so God's way of life exists here among us now. And, and I, and I think that's exactly Paul's point. Salvation is nearer to us now than when we first became believers. That is to say, the way living in the way of God in Christ Jesus is like it's closer to us now than than when we started this journey. Um, we're like we're making strides in this, and God is making strides toward us. And this this way of communal life that is centered in in the love of God and therefore the love of neighbor as well is being made manifest among us. Does that, does that answer your question? It did. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think that Paul um, gives some specifics for that way of life toward the end of this reading. Like I said, um, let us live honorably. Uh, And he does all these, he does all these not ins. Uh, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. I think that's a great one for this day and age, that that's not the way of God in Christ Jesus. Um, but um, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make no provisions for your flesh and let that be your way of life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there too, right? But yeah, yeah. there is. Um, well, and I, and again, I think it's the, the way that you, um, frame salvation for us. Um, I wouldn't disagree with any of it. So, um, 
but that idea of that in this journey, um, and I think uh, Kevin and I would say that that's a thing for us, that that we're all in this journey. We're all, um, we use the word tend for this podcast to kind of say that it's not just you can plant seeds and and expect that it's just going to take care of it. You know, uh, tending, uh, tending our faith takes some time. It takes, it, it's, a, it's something that we're in, in the midst of. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, in the midst of life that God has given us, um, being able to, as believers, that it, that's a journey. There's more that gets revealed. And again, I like your image of the lightning that those who are looking, um, is where that connection, that connection fires off um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for it as a part of that. So good. Yeah. All right. Nathan, All right. want to read it for us one more time and we'll engage our third question. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So, Kevin, uh, what would it look like for you to wake from sleep? For me, the key word is awareness, and I think it's awareness of God. Um, the life that God gives and the life that God is calling me into. Um, I, I liked your, I, I kind of swirling around in my head is your discussion earlier about how there are different <laughs> kinds of wakefulness or different kinds of sleep. Um, and we've all had those experiences where we wake up from a nap and we're groggier than when we first first laid down for napping uh to paraphrase paul um Mm -hmm. so for me it's a it's a wakefulness that an awareness it's a wakefulness that is all about being hyper aware of the presence of god with you and around you infiltrating and affecting your every thought, word, action, and all of the interactions that you have with the people around you. Um, it is, um, it's not groggy. It's, it's, I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. I'm fully aware and attentive of what it is that I'm to do. Yeah. And, and a part of this for me, like my mornings are, are better for me in the, you know, not that I take a nap in the every afternoon, but I, but it'd be nice too. Um, but I'm, I'm much fresher, I'm much sharper. And so that idea of, of being awake for me has that, that goes with it, that, that I, that I'm able to focus a little bit more, um, Mm -hmm. intently. Uh, and that's one of those things that's a characteristic of mine, um, that, that other people, uh, you know, might be able to point out and say, well, it's Nathan, he's kind of, you know, absorbed in whatever's going on right at that moment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I can only focus on one thing. I'm not a multitasker. I can't do two things at once. Well, I can do one. I know that about mm-hmm. myself. I need to be able to. And like when I get when when I again, as I was thinking about that, um, my, in, when I was in my thoughts about, boy, what does 
this, what kind of awake am I awaking from? Um, awaking with God is, is that more vibrant, more focused me. I'm able to say, okay, let's, let's engage heavy, deep topics. Let's, let's be in that conversation. Um, and, and recognizing that, you know, 20, 25 years ago, <laughs> it, you know, I, I could, like I could function better maybe on a little bit of less sleep, but now oh, in, in my, yeah. in yeah. my middle-aged years, I'm like, I'd really like to get at least seven hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If, if I have anything of any, uh, like that, I need to be on for, and so uh, <laughs> right, right. Knowing that that those moments when I feel at my best, I I I feel God. You know, I'm awake. I feel God present um, in what's what's happening and what the conversation is. Um, you know, all of those pieces for me. I, all of my my brain's firing and I'm not distracted. And, and I have those, um, those pieces are there. Whereas by the middle of the afternoon, I've been distracted a bunch of times. My email can ding and I'm like, Ooh, what's going on? You know? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, and I can't keep my attention on, on, on that idea, that plan of living in life. If, you know, if we go back to that, what we just talked about here in the second piece of it, this, that journey, my afternoons become much more, um, distracted and the yeah. journey's more distracted in the afternoon than I, than it yeah. is in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, the um w- when you said that um you're not a you're not a great multitasker that you're good at focusing on one thing at a time and especially when you are awake and aware. Um it made me think of that the last verse in this scripture reading and that is Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to sat, to gratify its desires. Um, to me, that's <laughs> that's Paul's way. That's a Pauline way of saying, "Don't try to multitask. Focus <laughs> on focus on your awareness of Jesus Christ. Put Jesus Christ on you in every day, in every moment, and everything else will take care of itself." Um, I mean, I don't know if he would say that necessarily, but <laughs> but that that focal point, Jesus and his life being that focal point, that will you can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. Any other last thoughts? I don't think so. Just to say that um if if this conversation was helpful to you, that's great. And we hope that um it sparked your own thoughts uh about this text. Um, if you would like to, if, if you read this text and engaged those questions and think there's more that I'd like to do before next week's podcast, um, there are some additional texts that, um, are related to this one in some ways. Um, and so let me give those to you, uh, the listener so that if you want to engage at least those first two questions with any of these other texts, you can do that throughout the week as well. So those texts are Isaiah chapter two verses 1 through 5, Psalm 122, and Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 44. And even if you don't engage those texts, uh, we hope that you'll join us here again next week on TEND. Bye. Thank you for listening to TEND, a Bible podcast a project of the Allegheny Synod ELCA and Sequinota Conference Center and Camp. 
If you like the podcast, please review and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Bible Podcast, or you can email us at 10.biblepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>